epic farewell. I don't know how epic this will be, but this is uh, one of the hardest things I've had to write. So um, if I make it through without crying, uh, that would be the weirdest, craziest thing ever. But to start like almost 10 years in Salem for Chris and I, we I came here engaged and like not yet married. And I was looking at our wedding bench that Maddie had signed. It's kind of crazy. Some of you guys were at my wedding and you signed the bench uh, that was in Battleground where we will be working. So it's kind of weird to think that like it's almost a little full circle. Um, but 10 years in Salem together, started at Morningstar as a middle school pastor, quit. They were jobless. And then Michael's like, hey what if we started church? And here we are right now. Three, we moved three different times, had three kids. Um, Salem's been really great. It's also been heartbreaking at times, but through it all, I think the Lord has had us here for a reason, and he has shaped us greatly. So nothing but like amazing things to say about this place. But um, that's the, the tough thing about this like to say goodbye to say like farewell it's really hard so i'm going to share a few stories that hopefully encapsulate a lot of what i want to say and like our time here together so and as tanya uh, reminded us covid did happen so when we started valley there is no way we could have predicted that this would have happened like all the crazy covid things uh during our time together, the masks and like, this isn't even including like that there was wildfires and crazy apocalyptic looking red sky and an ice storm that like basically when each of those things happened, the, during the fires, we had cedar during the ice storm, we bought a house. So lots of things happened, uh, during those things. Um, but during COVID, I, it was like, I feel like what like solidified uh, me and Michael together as like co-pastors in this whole thing. Because right when that happened and the lockdown hit, we went into like video production and music production mode. And I feel like everything like made sense why the Lord had us, like the talents that we had and the things that uh, God had gifted us with together in that moment, it just all made sense. He was just like, I made a song. Let's listen to this thing that I had. So if you listen to the podcast, that's the song Michael created. Like that wasn't like downloaded from someplace. Michael made a song and used it uh, to intro the stuff. And like, I don't know, we were filming Greta singing songs. We were like stressing about putting this crazy production together. And in a way it was, it was so difficult, but it was a lot of fun. Like, we had a lot of fun and laughing and just, like, figuring things out as we went along. Um, things were a little crazy, but that is one thing that stood out to me uh, in that time. And one of the, thankfully, one of the things that happened for us as a church is we launched our communities right before COVID hit. And uh, one of the things that I feel like the Lord just made it so like crystal clear in my mind is that community is crazy, crazy important. And the only reason like me and Kristen, our family made it through is because of our community. And there's a reason I think in, it says in Hebrews that 
we should not neglect to meet together. And I think we can all agree that church in person, way better than church online. Like Michael and I worked our butts off to do that stuff. But man, being together, being with you guys, so much better. Shaking hands, giving hugs. I just love smiling and seeing you smile back at me and greeting you guys at the door. Um, So if there's one last pastoral thing that I would have for you guys, it would be get into a community and really dive into one if you are a part of one. Just get into one and dive into one. And when I say like dive into it, I'm asking you to fully invest yourself. Maybe you've been in a community for a little bit, but I really truly want you to invest everything into it and plan your vacations around it. Like do like ridiculous things to show up and be there and be real with one another. Okay, second story is a little weird. Um, It's called Broken Tooth. So when we quit at Morningstar, we lost our health benefits. And I didn't have a dentist. And then I was just flossing one day. And I was like, what the? And then a part of my tooth fell out. And I was like, oh, cool. And unfortunately, uh, that meant every time I ate food, just just jamming up in this crazy hole that I had there. And eventually, the hole, like, got deeper and went into the nerve. So basically I had like chicken nuggets and sushi and burrito just going up into this hole in my tooth. Okay, that's a little gross. But um, I survived that way for over a year. Just like, and I was like carefully cleaning it and making sure I didn't die when uh, food got in. And then after a year or so, the other side... That happened again. I was flossing in another piece of my tooth. So I basically don't floss your teeth. Yeah, stop flossing your teeth. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I share that story because that was like one of the weird things when I was like, like, I know like we've harped on you guys and said like over and over again, like make Sabbath a part of your life. Make silence, solitude, reading your Bible, like those quiet times with the Lord, like, I think like that is like a regular checkup at the dentist. It is that time where our hearts and our life inventory can truly like, I don't know, be realized by ourselves. Sometimes the Lord's like, hey, you are working yourself too hard. You are stressing too much about this. And when Michael and I were like talking about all this stuff, it truly did transform my own spiritual walk. And I want to reiterate that again because... Sabbath with our family, we make breakfast. It is a time to connect and be together. It is truly like rejuvenating to the soul. And like just being silent before God has allowed me to see like some emotional things that I was like, oh, I think I'm trying to hide this from even myself. So all that to say, take care of your spiritual health before your teeth fall out. Okay. Um, The next one, uh, the Lord is always calling us closer. So the church that I'm going to be at, some of you, I used to be a high school director there. And for our summer camp, we hired a worship pastor 
to come and uh, sing the worship songs and all that for our camp. And that was Kenny Ingleking. He was our worship leader for that church. And he saw how weird I was and how crazy I was like diving all over the place, trying to like play the games. And I was screaming. And I don't know. I was just being me, honestly. But he was like, hey, Mark, what do you think about being a middle school pastor in Salem? And I was like, no way. Like, middle schoolers are weird, and I don't like them, and like, I don't think that would be a good idea. Well, I became a middle school pastor, <laughs> and the, the Lord totally, like, blew my mind. Fast forward, we quit, we quit our job at, as a middle school pastor, and Michael's like, hey, I know this sounds kind of crazy, but what if we planted a church? And I had always been like, church planting is hard. And I never want to do that. I hope the Lord never calls me to do that. And here we are. We planted a church. And I, I say all this because um, I think the Lord uh, has consistently used the things that I thought I didn't want and the things that I didn't want for myself. He has used those uh, things to truly reveal himself to me. And he has used those things to um, make me rely less on myself and more on him. So in the process, just drawing me closer and closer and closer to him. So my, my call for all of us is to, to answer that call when the Lord is asking something of you. And I know maybe he hasn't asked anything of you lately, or maybe he's, he's got you on speed dial and he keeps asking you the same thing, but are you willing to make that, to answer that call and move closer to the Lord? And maybe it won't be like changing cities or changing jobs or anything like that, but maybe simply it is to have that difficult conversation uh, in one of your relationships. Maybe it is to uh, change your schedule completely so that you actually have time to be with Jesus. Maybe, it's, uh, maybe it is moving across the world and doing crazy things like some of our YWAM people that are like going all over the world and sharing the gospel and doing stuff like that. That's so cool. Maybe it's that, but I desperately want you guys to answer the call. And I've seen what happens uh, when you guys answer that call, thinking specifically to some people in our community that, had the Lord's call on their life, and they said yes to it. So whatever it is, we all need to do that and rely on the Lord more and more. So I just pray that for uh, Valley Church. And this last section, I just call it church family. I, I don't know how else to put this one, but like when we, we told the girls we were going to move, they got really sad, like... I think they got more sad when Rudy died, but um, he's a dog. Um, but when we told the girls we're going to move, uh, the first thing that Maggie said, like, through, she's like, going like, oh, I'm so sad. She said, I'm going to miss my church. Me too. I'm going to miss saying hello to all you guys. And um, just like the... I don't know. I enjoy doing awkward things at the door with some of you guys, high-fiving. We miss, slap each other's faces. I don't know. Just like all that stuff. I'm going to miss that. 
you know, the weird thunderstorm sound? That's actually our kids running around in circles around the church, just the, and they run by and like, ah, I'm going to miss that so much. And being like downstairs and just hearing like a, what sounds like a herd of cattle just run over the top of us. I'm going to miss that so much. I'm going to miss like meeting with all of you guys for coffee. Like truly, I, I've probably told some of you this, but like meeting and just sitting over a cup of coffee or eating a hot bird at Noble Wave is like the like highlight of my day when I get to meet with someone, talk about what Jesus is doing in your life and hear what uh, like things are going on. I love being a part of that. And man, I just, I think we're a church that loves to laugh and I just love laughing with you guys, laughing about like dumb things, serious, like laughing when we should be serious, but also just laughter in general. I love laughing with all of you. But unfortunately, we got to leave and like there's like some like cool things about it. Um, but there's also a lot of sad and at, we got to hold those things together and in separate hands maybe a little bit, but for me, as I reflect on my time here, it's been amazing. And luckily, it's not like I'm the only pastor here. You got Michael. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> you guys have a great shepherd and pastor in Michael. Um, so the depth of wisdom that Michael has is like, it's crazy. He should be like at least a 50-year-old man with the wisdom he has, but he's like barely 30. What are you, 31 now? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Um, and I will say this, his desire to follow Jesus is genuine. I, I'm going to miss going downstairs into that kid's classroom with the Sea of Galilee painted on the wall and the mysterious brown uh, drawing on the side that people either think is worms, poop, or mud, or something. I don't know. And we just sit there. Sometimes we'd work really hard, and sometimes we'd just sit there, talk about football, or the new walk that Michael got for like five bucks. We'd talk about cooking, and like how to season and cook the perfect steak. Or we'd talk about our fantasy football teams. Or we'd go like walk down to Fuji rice time and have some sushi and then go play horse because we feel fat. <laughs> Going to miss those times. And I know this from personal experience that Michael's a lot of fun to follow Jesus with. So if you want to follow Jesus with someone, I suggest Michael. So follow him as he follows Christ. And I swear you will not be led astray. And just as I close up here, um, I just want to thank my wife. Man, we've been through some stuff. <laughs> and I want to just say I love you, and I thank you for always supporting me and pushing me to follow Jesus, even when sometimes it makes no sense at all. We just keep chasing after the Lord, and I love doing that with you. So Valley Church, thank you. I, I love you guys, and it's truly been a huge, uh, awesome blessing uh, 
to be a part of this and I'm excited to see where this goes uh, once we depart and I can't wait to hear of all the cool stories that you're going to tell me when uh, we meet up again. So goodbye for now, but I hope to see you soon.